Because last week we talked about Jesus Christ healing the lame, he healed the sick, and he healed the brokenhearted. Spiritually, physically, he provided for them. Matthew chapter 15 was radical because Jesus not only declared to be uh, God, but he is God. And what's even more important than that is the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were bothering him. They were trying to trip him up, just like today when uh, non-believers try to trip us up when we're out there sharing God's mercy and grace and love. <laughs> Jesus didn't have it. <laughs> he put them up to the side and he said, hey, I'm going to heal these lame. I'm going to heal the sick. I'm going to restore the blind. And I'm going to go ahead and feed 4,000 and actually 5,000 people on my way out. And that's what he did last week. And so I'm excited to tell you that this week is going to be even more radical because here's something that we got to talk about. It's cool. Lord, we just come before you, Father, in your name, Jesus, Holy Spirit, aid this study today, Father. Lord, we come before you. We ask that you guide this spirit, guide this study by your spirit in your name, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Come, Father, aid this study in your name, Jesus. Amen. What a radical day. Welcome back to growing in his word. Listen, man, uh, the Holy Spirit is there. John 14 talks about the Holy Spirit and how radical Jesus said he'll leave to his spirit, his helper, so that we as believers can call out on the Holy Spirit to teach us and guide us in all things. And listen, that's what we're going to do this morning to this study, with this study. So you guys ready, man? God bless you guys. Listen, here we go, man. Matthew chapter 16. I'm excited. We recapped on last week's message. You know what's radical, man? I, I, I got to say this, and I keep saying this over and over and over and over and over and over because we're living in a, an evil generation. <laughs> it's worse than I've ever seen it. Yeah? And we're going to get into that today in, in Matthew chapter 16. And I want you to read along with me if you guys got your Bibles. It says, Then the Pharisees and the Sadducees came and testing him, asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. Isn't that interesting? Because, and so they're trying to ask for a sign. Now the Pharisees, they were nasties. And the Sadducees were nasties. Okay, you got to understand something, man. I talked about this, but this is, this is how it rolled down. The Pharisees wanted a sign, okay? And so they're always trying to seek a sign. And they're always trying to trip up Jesus you know, and they're always trying, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were both religious sects with Judaism, and during the time of Christ, both of these groups honored Moses and the law, and so they both had measures of political power on the Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin was their board, it had 70 members, it was the Supreme Court of ancient Israel, and it had members from both Sadducees and Pharisees, now listen to this, believers, it's important, here they are seeking a sign. They want Jesus to show them a sign. And people want to know, like the, like the inquirer, they want to know. Well, here, here, here you go. Here's, this is radical. So he said to them, when it's evening, you say it will be fair weather. For the sky is red. Remember that red in Hebrew, Adam. Okay? And in the morning... It will be foul weather today for the sky is red and threatening. Now watch this. He says, hypocrites, 
You know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks a sign after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. <laughs> he did two things here. You guys ready? If you guys go with me to First Kings, okay, he talked about in First Kings, Ahab basically was the king back then, okay? And Elijah, there was a massacre uh, with, you know, to Ahab, but basically in chapter 18, 1 Kings, it talks about how the Lord came, listen to this, and it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab Ahab was a king. He was a nasty king of Israel. Very nasty. Listen, Ahab was so nasty, he, he, had, he married Jezebel. Jez, Jezebel was the nasty Jezebel sexual uh, sin spirit where it carried on now to this generation where you can see it now on every television set you can turn on. It's amazing. And so this goes real deep, believers, and I, and I know it, you're, you're, you're scratching your head saying, how do we get to Matthew from here? Because when he's talking about the sky turning red to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, he's referring to this scripture. In 1 Kings chapter 30, 30 uh, in chapter uh, 18, verse 36, and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice at Elijah, the prophet came near near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me that this people may now know that you are the Lord God, and you have turned their hearts back to you again. Listen, then the fire of the Lord, here comes the fire, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice in the wood and the stones and the dust, and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Listen, now when all the prop people seen, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to them, seize the prophets of Baal. That was the Baal worship that, you know, uh, the King Ahab and uh, you know, Jezebel snaked their way into because, you know, he married uh, uh, King Ahab of Israel, you know, got in with Jezebel. Jezebel then, you know, snagged him away from, you know, Baruch Hashem, the God of Israel, and got him into the Jezebel nasty spirit, corrupted his mind. Israel's now being kind of corrupted through the king, not all of Israel. But listen to this. Here comes Elijah the prophet. He's coming to save the day with Obadiah. Obadiah, not, not the book of Obadiah, Obadiah, but Obadiah was a faithful man who loved God. And he was scared. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff, man, but we're going to get into it. Listen. And then Elijah took him to Mount Carmel and said, yeah, you, you know, basically your prophets suck. You know, you're going to beat yourself. And I'm going to show you who the real God of Israel is. So, you know, basically they lost. He wins and watch this. And then it says, and Elijah said to them, seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them, and Elijah broke them down to the brook of Kishon and executed them there. Listen, believers, it's radical. All this from Matthew chapter 16 because they're looking for a sign, the prophecies. I mean, the, um, the uh, pro, uh, Sadducees and, and, and Pharisees, they're looking for a sign. 
And Jesus was telling them about their sky, how it turned red and, and how God came down and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But here we see the corruption from the king. King Ahab was in office for 22 years. Jezebel corrupted him. And then we see the radical part, which was, and by the way, you know, he died in battle, Ahab. And, you know, they, he died in, and he died in the bit and he died and his bones got, you know, pretty much eaten by the dogs, like, 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 like prophesied with, uh, 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 you know, Jezebel. Jezebel was thrown out of a window and the dogs and pigs ate her. All that was there was her, her feet and her, uh, you know, her skull. Yeah, this is, you know, this is what we're, we're, we see the adulterous generation seeking a sign like Jonah. And we see today where even so forth, it's getting more wicked. It's getting more wicked. And so Elijah, basically the prophet, he comes and saves the day. And we see this actually, uh, of what happens, and you know, Ahab was a uh, nasty one, a nasty king, and so he he uh, Ahab and the uh, you know he ended up dying. But this is the troubler of Israel, Ahab, and this is why you know we got to be careful with sin. We got believers, we have to be careful. We we cannot be corrupted because the Bible presents Ahab as a wicked king. And Jezebel influenced him to betray the one and only God of Israel. And we have to be careful. We can't compromise, believers. Listen to this, man. A little leaven leavens a lump. But basically, we're seeing that we cannot compromise with the enemy. We It starts in the heart and it comes out of the mouth like we talked about and he talks about here, the sky is red and threatening in Matthew chapter 16, you know, verse, uh, you know, four. It says, it's threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the sign of the times. They were looking at first Kings and they were, they were remembering chapter, uh, uh, you know, verse 36, what we just read. And they were trying to discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. It's interesting. Because Jonah, you know, it was the first four, you know, Jonah was a minor prophet. Now, remember years ago and when I was in school, you know, uh, Pastor Chuck Smith used to tell me, you know, keep reading it over and over and over. And, uh, you know, I go, well, I don't want to read this. It's only, you know, a couple chapters here. And he said, well, you'll get something new out of it each time you read it. And so that's what I did. And what I did discover was um, we believers have to be obedient. When we don't be obedient to God's word, we start to veer off course and start getting into our old behavior. We start wanting to live the life that we used to live. It doesn't align with God's 
Holy Spirit. And so we got to slow down and say, let me hit the brakes on this and pray. What am I doing today? What am I doing? You know, checking ourselves at the door is, is really critical when we're following Christ. And Jonah was a, you know, a prime example of, you know, well, he didn't want to get the job done, but God, you know, he, he, he kind of, you know, made it for him. <laughs> Basically, when God sends you somewhere, don't say, I don't want to go. Don't be like Jonah and be disobedient because God has a blessing for you. And you might think, I don't want to go. I, I don't want to go, man. I can't do it. And you go. I know a woman who had, uh, you know, lost her, a family member. Can't say no names, but she lost her family and she actually, she wanted to go, which was, which is the opposite, which is radical because God actually used her to bless the whole family and people were blessed, man. And when you do what God wants you to do, it just works out so easier, man. But when you, when you kick against the goads and you fight against God and you don't want to listen, you find yourself arm wrestling with God and him going around you to get the work done. You, you understand, believers? <laughs> I've been there millions of times. And so God loves us. He doesn't want a, you know, a forced relationship. He wants, you know, a obedient. He desires obedience. And so that's the key, man, is obedience. And so we see it here with Jonah. He didn't want it. Jonah didn't want it. And Jonah was disobedient, but God allowed the Ninevites to, to you know, you know, they repented. Jonah was swallowed by a whale. And, you know, it's a, it's a quick, uh, you know, couple of four, four chap, minor chapters. And so basically Jonah, go, you know, gets out there and he's, you know, he wins, he wins over them and, and they repent and God gets the glory, right? But here we see Jesus withdrawing now. And so his disciples, verse, verse five, Matthew chapter 16, verse five, when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread, okay? Then when, check this out, man, verse five says, then when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said to them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So the leaven here is representing the bitterness. And the bitterness goes a long ways, man. And he didn't want that bitterness around him it was legalism it was it was uh you know leaven is is either you know it's evil it can be used in different ways but here it's evil and it's full of hypocrisy legalism you know and it's it's spiritual hardness and sometimes us uh believers can be that way we 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 get on a subject and we don't want to get off and it's a way of the devil trying to trick us up so that we lose sight on our precious Lord Jesus. We got to keep our eyes on the Lord. Or we walk into a church and you know, we, we meet people and they just barf all their problems on us. <laughs> it's like, where did that come from? Jesus doesn't want it. <laughs> Sell it to someone else. He doesn't want it. Listen, he wants us to be in unity. He wants unity. You know, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10 says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you. 
but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. He wants us to be thinkers of the Lord himself. He wants us to be on his mind. He wants us to get our eyes on the prize, Jesus. Get our eyes and minds on the Lord. Set our minds on Jesus. Listen, take take heed and beware of the leaven of those Pharisees and the Sadducees. We don't want to become one of them, man. We don't want to be legal. I used to know this lady. Every time I came around, it was like a scripture thrown at me for everything I did. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And she'd snap her fingers. I'm like, man, her kids would come over and you're not allowed to play G.I. Joe with my kids. I'm like, what's that about, man? You're not allowed to play any of these board games. They have the devil in them. What are you talking about? You're not allowed to do this. I don't want my kids around your kids because, you know, you say certain words that might offend my children and make them devil children. It's like, what's going on here, lady? Legalism. Legal, legal, legal. And then what happens? They grow up to be bartenders. Or she would take the rod of the, of the, of the, of the, of the wood and, and put a happy and sad face on it. You want the happy face or the sad face, Jimmy? Kids like afraid to do anything. It's legalism. God says, get it out. It doesn't belong. Verse 8 says, listen to this. 7 says, and they reasoned among themselves. And they reasoned among themselves saying, it is because we have taken no bread. Okay, now watch this. Okay. But Jesus being aware of it said to them, O you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand or remember that five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up, nor the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up? How is it that you don't remember, you will understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread? <laughs> But beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, man. He's talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of the bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Because it will burn you. It's bad. It's it's you, you, you. There's no grace in it. There's no mercy in that doctrine. There's no love. It's works. It's get up in the morning and work your way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Listen, verse 13 says, okay, and this is talking about, you know, just radical stuff. Watch, verse 13 says, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea and Philippi, he asked the disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And what's this? Okay, he's asking them, who, who do you think I am? And so they said, some say John the Baptist and some say Elijah. Now, Elijah was the prophet I talked about in 1 Kings, you know, uh, you know, and others, Jeremiah, are one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? He's like, forget about them. I want to know what you think about me because it's really what we believers want Jesus to think about us. We always get ourselves on us, us, me, we, 
But it's not about us. Never was about us. It's about what Jesus thinks about us. Because it matters. Because we're all going to die and be judged by God. And there's no knocking on the casket saying, let me out of here, let me out of here. I seen a video where this guy thought it was funny. You know, they buried him. And he had, he had a tape recorder in there. And, you know, he's in the cemetery and he's in the casket. And he's like, you know, when they after they did their little funeral, why he was, uh, you know, he had a big old speaker. Let me out of here. Hey, hey, get me out of here. And, you know, he's cussing, you know, and he's this and that. And it's a big joke, you see. He was a whiskey drinker, and he died a whiskey drinker, you know? And so I wonder if he really did beat on that casket, knocking to get out to try to restart his life. And so, believers, we got to be careful. We have to be careful. What does Jesus really think about us? You know, imagine when you're, you know, just, just, just listen for a second. Imagine you, you know, you're, you're outside right now. And imagine you're walking with Jesus right now. Imagine that. You leave your house this morning and you wake up in the morning and Jesus is sitting there. I mean, he lives in us. Let's just, let's just be, you know, what do we do? How do we think? How do we walk? How do we act? We got to really put on Christ because the Bible says in Ephesians, we're seated with Christ. We need to get used to it, believers. You may be thinking, well, you're judging me. I don't want to live like that. No, we got to get used to it because we, we're going to be there that someday, man. We got to get ready. I preach because I love you. I teach because I want to show you. I uh, witness because God calls that in all of us to be witnesses. Even until the end, he said to them, but who, who do you say that I am? And this is why Peter right here said in verse 16, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. But verse 17 says, and Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon, bar Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. Wow. Boom. Three and one right there, man. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ just revealed himself. Uh, the God of heavens revealed himself to, P to, to Peter. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The tribune. You know, and we see, oh, it's just amazing. Lord, you're beautiful. And here we say, uh, it's, it's just amazing. We don't have to live a life wrestling with God. We can rest. We can rest in the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. But not habitually sin. We don't need to habitually sin because that's not really resting. That's repeating itself. And so Jesus answered and said to him, Bless you, Simon. You got it. You, this is what it's about. The church wasn't built off of Peter. It was, it was built off Jesus Christ. <laughs> the nation turned away from Christ. And Peter is receiving an understanding. The son of the living God is Jesus' deity. 
This is the conclusion. He was born of a virgin. Listen, believers. Number one, he was born of a virgin. Number two, he was called Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. And number three, the little, the, the title in the Greek is the son of the living God, the one, Echad. Christ is God. John chapter 20, verse 27. Jesus Christ is in love with us. People don't come to the faith in Christ by uh, scrutinizing or searching, but, the, but by the Father's revelation of the Son to them. John chapter 6, verse you know, 65. Chapter 6, 65. So th- this is where it's at, believers. His Father is in heaven and He's ready to receive us. We, as believers, have to say, I want that. Look, I want that. I want to serve you, Lord. I want to stop the life that I live. That's not holy. You said to be holy, Lord. I want to be holy. I don't want to warp my mind to the point of no return where I don't even see straight no more. That's what we have nowadays. The TV, the video games. I'm going to catch hell for this. I get it. The apps, the games, the cell phones. It's all a distraction to take us away from Jesus. Read a book. Go to a library. Well, they shut him down. I don't see him anymore. Well, I, I, I can see why. An adulterous generation, it's here. Believers, be careful. Don't get caught up in it. Jesus said in the last days, we're going to have this. It's going to be very hard in the last days. We got to get our eyes off ourselves. And on the Lord, man, it's not about what we think. It's about what Jesus thinks about us believers. The Bible talks about the last days. <laughs> Revelation, John wrote it. He's, you know, he's going to deliver all of us believers. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be that final showdown between Satan and God. You know, Satan will increase his persecution on believers, but they must stand fast, believers, even to the death. They are sealed against any spiritual harm and and will soon be justified when Christ returns, when the wicked are forever destroyed, and when God's people enter eternity of glory and blessedness. Listen, believers. 1 Corinthians 4, 5 says, Therefore judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart at, at the time each will receive the praise from God. We just need to keep going, believers. We need to keep going. We need to keep searching. We need to keep growing in his word. We need to keep loving one another. It says in John 6, verse 39, And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of the, all those who, has, who he has given me, but raise them up in the last days. Listen, Jude chapter 1 verse 7, in a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to these, uh, you know, sexual immorality and perversion. <laughs> Here we are. I tell you, Luke 18, 8, he will see that they get justice and quickly, however, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth. Listen, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, Revelation 21, 8, the murderers, all of it, art, magic, idolaters and liars, they will be consigned by the fiery lake and the burning sulfur. That's the second death, believers. Romans 10, 13, 
For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Nobody's preaching fire and brimstone, man. God gives us mercy, grace, mercy, mercy, mercy. It never ends. It's when we die in that sin. It's when we habitually practice that sin and disregard the love for Christ and the fruit of the Spirit is when we catch ourselves slipping. We need to repent, believers, non-believers, hopefully not believers, but non-believers, repent. Come to Jesus. Just get it over with. Get ready because God loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you. But he says his father who is in heaven, listen, Peter got it. Peter got it. And he said in verse 18, and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will give, I mean, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Listen, the church is within us. Okay. But there is a church that we go to together. God says not to forsake it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. Listen. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus Christ. And so, you know, next week we're going to get into that. We'll recap on the revelation of the church. And we will talk about the revelation of Jesus, his death. And... Uh, you know, Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for this time. And, uh, you know, what a radical God you are. Awesome. Lord, you, you're the same God of, uh, you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You, Lord God, know all things, and you're in control of all things. And so we thank you for that. Father, we love you. We deeply, deeply pray for the lost. We ask that you... Uh, intervene, step in, and do the impossible and save the non-believers out there who need you, Jesus. We ask this in your name. Amen. God bless you guys. Woo. Listen, man, next week we're going to have a great time, and uh, God bless you guys out there. We're, we're growing in His Word. It's sponsored by Jesus and led by the Holy Spirit, and we are going verse by verse. Uh, you know, chapter through chapter until we reach the end of the Bible and we'll restart again. God bless you guys and have, have a beautiful day.